Hello, everyone. My name is Anastasia, and I'm the host of this new podcast series. Um, I am from the Cancer Awareness Research Group, and I'm the founder and the CEO of it. And today with us, we have Jaya Holandani from the Voicing Gen Z group. Um, and this is our first collab, and I'm very excited. So, Jaya, can you please go ahead and introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your organization? Yeah, so hi, everyone. As Anna says, my name is Jaya, and I'm the managing director for Voicing Gen Z. And Voicing Gen Z's mission is to spread awareness and share news about really important topics just like cancer and we want to um, amplify the voices of Generation Z. Um, so we're going to start off with saying or talking about why cancer awareness um, is so important and then we're going to go into like more details of uh, what is the deadliest types of cancers and misconceptions. So I'll let Jaya start. Yes, so Cancer awareness has gone a long way in the course of history and has played a major role in cancer prevention. So it is important to educate people on the symptoms, causes, and risk factors of different cancers so that an individual can recognize cancer growth indicators, go for a checkup, and get the treatment recommended. So this early detection saves lives. Almost all women diagnosed with breast cancers in the earliest stage survive past Five years. Nine in ten lung cancer patients survive for at least a year if diagnosed in the early stages, compared to five in ten if detected at the latest stages. Awareness can help remove the fear and stigma associated with cancer, which can ease anxiety and allow patients to be more optimistic about their outcomes. So now what they're doing um, in schools is they're trying to educate about cancer and how to feel like cancerous lumps. Uh, so I know they do that in health. So that I feel like is a really important key and it's raising so much more awareness. And as you said, it's helping save lives because uh, cancer is now being detected on early stages. Exactly. And honestly, I think that since cancer is like one of the like top killers, top diseases in the world, I feel like, um, I think people have been, I feel like underestimating the power it can really have because of how common yeah. it is. And yeah, I, think I feel like we're kind of mm -hmm. starting to normalize it and that's not yeah. what we should be doing. It's not something that should be normalized. It's actually one of the top leading um, deadliest diseases in America. So mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, and that is really similar here in the Philippines as well. Like it's actually the second leading cause of death mm -hmm. among Filipinos and every hour or like every day there's at least four Filipinos dying because of cancer and I think that's just a really big number considering the circumstances and yeah definitely it is yeah. um and just to think about it like guys we're not talking about like just four in general those are four <laughs> people it can be four of some like it can be moms or dads or someone's family right. members like just imagine how much pain the family or friends have to go through hearing it, if their friend or family member had passed away from cancer exactly and as someone who has um had a relative going mm -hmm. through that disease like yeah she had my aunt had breast cancer and oh, wow, I was so I was a bit young yeah, yeah thank you and I was really young at the time but I still remember how much pain and how much hurt um like 
every one of my relatives had to go through and it was just a really dark time and I'm really like I'm happy that people are recognizing how serious it is but yeah not enough to actually um like prevent or like try mm-hmm. to minim- yeah. like reduce the amount of yes like I, yeah yeah and that's why the cancer awareness research group is here <laughs> we are trying to our mission is to raise more awareness and um, um, just to stop normalizing cancer. Yeah, yeah, that's so, exactly what we need. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Um, so now continuing, um, what types of cancers are the deadliest? So according to the American Cancer Society, lung cancer and lung cancer caused by asbiots is the number one killer with one th- with 1,042 thousand estimated deaths in 2019 alone making it three times deadlier than breast cancer by knowing and understanding the basics about cancer and following recommended guidelines for screening men and women can help reduce the number of cases and increase survival rates by allowing treatment to begin earlier the better we understand these diseases the more progress sorry we'll make towards um ending this tremendous human and economic toll of cancer. The cancer burden can also be reduced through early detection of cancer and management of patients who develop cancer. Prevention also offers the most, the most cost-effective long-term strat- strategy for the control of cancer. So um, do you want to go ahead with the first misconception? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think one of the um, most common co- co- misconception is that cancer is a death sentence. So mm-hmm. over the years, science and medical research have developed a lot. And with modern technolo- technological aid, medical researchers are walk- working towards finding a cure for cancer and a number of treatments for curing cancer have already been found out, mm-hmm. like IV treatments and etc. So five-year survival rates for some cancers such as breast, prostate, and thyroid cancers now are 90% or better. So the five-year survival rate for all cancers combined is currently about 67%. However, it is important to note that these rates are based on data from large numbers of people. So how long an individual cancer patient will live and whether he or she will die from the disease depends on many factors, including whether the cancer is slow or fast growing, how much cancer has spread in the body, whether effective treatments are available, or the person's overall health and more. So you shouldn't lose hope and you should also always reach out for medical help because there is, there is always a silver lining in a dark cloud. Definitely. Um... So I actually, for the second misconception, mm-hmm. I had so many DMs and just people actually yeah. asking me about this, which I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. and it is, will eating sugar make my cancer worse? Mm-hmm. So no, eating sugar doesn't make cancer worse. Although researchers have, um, or research, I guess, has shown that cancer cells can consume more su- sugar, which is glucose, than normal cells. <laughs> No studies have shown that eating sugar will make your cancer worse or if that you stop eating sugar, your cancer will shrink or disappear. More research is needed to understand the relationship between sugar in the diet and cancer. 
All kinds of cells, including cancer cells, depend on blood sugar, glucose, for energy. But giving more sugar to cancer cells doesn't make them grow faster. Likewise, depriving cancer cells of sugar doesn't make them grow any slower. There is some more evidence that consuming large amounts of sugar is associated with uh, increased risk of certain cancers, including esophagus cancer with the esophagus. Mm-hmm. Eating too much sugar can um, also lead to weight gain and increase the risk of obesity and diabetes, which may increase the risk of cancer. So essentially, I guess it doesn't, but mm-hmm. again, you wouldn't want to have um, diabetes on top right. of cancer since that will like lower your immune system defense, yeah, which exactly. is quite bad. Right. I actually remember like learning about cancer during my biology class. And I remember Mm -hmm. this misconception that our teacher actually like taught us. And it was like such a big mistake in her part because Mm -hmm. she's since she's not really like a doctor, she's more she's just like leaning more towards like the biology part of things. So I think that is something that needs to change as well, because some teachers aren't really like equipped with the right knowledge for it yeah definitely mm -hmm. so it's really important that teachers as well have like are also taught the misconceptions because they don't want we don't want students to like also learn (laughs) false facts um yes definitely and talking about schools I'm not announcing any new projects but for all the (laughs) listeners listening to this podcast right now I'm just saying to look out for next year. Um, CARG is looking into teaching students about cancer and actually going around schools and raising more awareness for cancer. But that all depends on COVID. And I don't make any promises, but that is something to look out for. That is super exciting. Yes. Um, Now we're going to go ahead with is cancer contagious? This one is asked many times. It was addressed in my first podcast episode. I don't know if any of you heard it, but cancer is not a contagious disease that easily spreads from person to person. So uh, COVID is a contagious disease and comparing it to cancer is not the greatest idea. Exactly. The only situation in which cancer can spread from person to person is in the case of an organ or a tissue transplantation. A person who (laughs) receives an organ or tissue from a doctor who had had cancer in the past, a uh, tissue from a donor had cat who had had cancer in the past may mm-hmm. be increased to the risk of developing um, transplant-related cancer in the future. However, that risk is extremely low, about two cases mm-hmm. of cancer per 2,000 organ transplants. Doctors avoid to use um, organs or tissues from donors who have a history of cancer. So... Though cancer itself isn't contagious, sometimes viruses which are contagious can lead to the development of cancer. Examples of virus that can cause um, cancer is HPV, a sexually transmitted infection that can cause cervical cancer or other forms of cancer. So this is another thing. Um, So now that we live, and I'm talking upon your side since you're talking about Generation Z. Yeah. Um is lots of people are tending to lose their virginity at a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm saying 13, 14, 15 Mm -hmm. 
instead of, let's say, 18, 19, 17, mm-hmm. uh, which can cause um, the, the development of cervical cancer between 25 and 30 if you're losing it at like 13 right. or 14 instead of like 45 to 50 if you're losing it at 18. So that's definitely something that we should be also talking about more is sexually, like being sexually active and really thinking about mm-hmm. decisions and really looking actually into cancer. This really ties in, in ca- with cancer is this HPV, right? Right, exactly. And, um, and then, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, speaking of that, that's a really great point because like you said, um, the youth today, like our generation is um, not the most protected sexually and I think that that can cause that has like so many risks and like you said cancer can be one of them even though I don't think it's common knowledge which it should be and generation z has and other generations actually has so much potential to like learn more and expand knowledge about this so it's really important um and again during sex ed during like the time mm-hmm. that we're taught about sex in class we're not talking about like all of these things we're talking about you gotta think about it you gotta like you know consent right. which is obvious we we do need to talk about that and I'm not okay. saying that we don't but we also need to include HPV and at what age are you starting to be sexually active right exactly. because there's future consequences they're not just mental they're also physical like hpv cervical cancer stuff like that right right and like diseases so many diseases so many like risks for it physically and i think that it's not as focused on as it should be yeah probably because or it may be but it's um, most diseases, when we're learning at sex ed, it's just like HIV or any other, like those kinds of diseases. But the consequences of it aren't like properly focused on, which it really should be. Yeah, definitely. And this is another thing for our viewers: go get a Pap <laughs> test if you're sexually active. Mm-hmm. It's something that you should definitely get. So. <laughs> Um, and another infection or virus uh, is hepatitis B or C. Virus is transmitted through sexual intercourse, again, mm-hmm. or yeah. use of infected IV needles that can cause liver cancer. And then also make sure to talk to your doctor and get vaccinated against these viruses and ways to protect yourself from this. Yeah, yeah. It's better to be safe than sorry. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Um, so I guess this is the end of our podcast. Thank you to everyone listening or who was listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. And thank you for this amazing collab. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, yeah thank you so much. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you in episode two. Yes. See you. See you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much.